0: on this episode of in the rack podcast
1: he basically said there's three rules of like masterminds and joining them one does a leader or mentor have what what you want two are they actively doing it and then three therefore can they collapse time if you're putting in a big investment it's supposed to be gut-wrenching and hard
0: what you got In The Rack Podcast, where we provide you with a practical framework for breaking PRs in all facets of health and wellness. We are just a couple of bros giving you the simple hows in a world of complex wants. No filters, no scripts, no rules, just straight talk. Talk to him. Now, let's get into The Rack with your hosts, Dr. Chad and Dr. Nick. All right, everyone. Welcome to another episode of In The Rack Podcast. My name is Chad. And I am with a couple of people, a couple of amazing people, actually. I'm actually in Costa Mesa, California at the Bedros Koulian Live event. Um, I'm here with Owen Johnson. He is a physical therapist in San Diego, he owns Advanced Physical Therapy and Wellness. Correct. And I'm also here with Chris Steppen. Stepin, Steppian. Steppian, sorry. It's okay. Um, and he owns Barefoot Rehab, which is in New Jersey. So we're kind of like all over the map here, which is pretty sweet. And uh, we all got connected and we're super excited to just kind of rip this morning. We're on like the the terrace, if you will, in, in the gazebo, uh, just just having a good morning. So we all got a little workout in this morning. So now we're just, uh, just going to go like rip on just life. And I just want to kind of hear a little bit more about you guys and your stories and You know, everything that you guys have been through, the amazing things that you guys are doing in the space, because, you know, that is super important, you know, with giving everybody motivation to kind of not only make themselves better, but maybe it's something that they may want to do, you know, and and it's like, how can I do that? So, um, I met Owen at PT BizCon, which is Aaron Labauer's main event that he hosted this year. Uh, Well, I actually didn't physically meet Owen, but at that point in time, Owen did have a mohawk and tattoos and I was like, I got to meet this guy. And uh, we just kind of got sidetracked, and it just never happened, you know. But we did connect later on that 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 week, and we were like, "Dude, we got to meet," and we've just been connected ever since. And um, I finally got to meet him here in California, so uh, I'm super excited to to meet him. And then Chris, I met through Owen, so um, amazing connections being made here. So um, Owen, why don't you tell me? We'll start with you. Why don't you tell me a little bit about your story? Um, you know, your journey. You know opening up your own PT practice. It's only been a year for you, pretty much, just over, right?
1: It'll be two, two years? years next month. Yeah, two years. Yeah. So that's
0: awesome, man. So uh, I'd like to hear a little bit about your story, about why you decided to open up maybe your own practice
1: and, you know, all the things that you're doing right now. Okay. The space. Sounds good. So I'm going to share my quick story about when I was in PT school and there was a guest speaker and she worked in an acute rehab, neuro, um, and she was like, Her start off going like, how many people in here want to work in acute rehab? You know, neuro. And there's like crickets, you know, maybe one or two people like the Pete's people that raised their hand. And she was like, okay, well, how many people in here want to do outpatient ortho? And 99 percent of the class raised their hand, all excited, myself included. And she like looked defeated and was like, yeah, I did, too. And then things changed. And I was like, whoa, 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 what do you mean things changed? Like, like things aren't going to change for me. I'm going to go work for a small outpatient clinic, and I'm going to live my best life. I'm going to live like a simple man, like Leonard Skinner's song, and it's going to be great. Yeah. And then I got out into the real world, and I was at an insurance-based practice. And my mentor is great. I love him to death, Dr. Caleb Stewart. Um, he is by the book. There is, yep. there's like, there's no... Um, no illegal activity going on there and it, it costs him definitely. But I was still seeing like four patients an hour, about 30 patients a day. Within two years I got burnt out and just like she said, things changed. Yes. And so I went and worked for home health and my goal was to work for Kaiser. So I worked for another company and get some home health experience. I solved two problems and went from 30 patients a day to like five patients a day. And then I also got a 40% increase in pay. Yeah. And so I'm like, well, that's pretty great. My psychological break. This is cool. Then I went moved down to San Diego, worked for Kaiser, and I thought I was gonna retire with Kaiser, man. I worked for them for about four years and everything was maximized. It sure. was pay, con ed, time off that I was actually able to take off. It was great, other than not being fulfilled as a PT. Yeah. I got into P T to help like the injured athlete get back on the field or like or like the the, the guy that's too afraid to throw, the, the head coach of his kids' baseball team that's too afraid to throw the ball because his shoulder hurts too bad, um, not necessarily help grandma roll over in bed. I mean, we can use the terminology like, you know, uh, patient, caregiver education, standby assist, bed mobility, shower transfer, car transfer, whatever. I mean, it's helping people roll over in sure. bed. And that's not why I became a PT. So I was not fulfilled as a PT, but I was doing great. Thought I was going to retire. They had a pension, all that stuff. And then they came out with those COVID mandates and yeah. vaccination requirements and stuff. And I realized, I'm like, I'm like, wow, the government's really created a bunch of indentured servants. And I was, like, I was like, no, I can't go through with any of this stuff. And I put in for my religious exemption. And I was very outspoken about it. Sure. And they were like, we got to get rid of this guy. So they terminated me very quickly. I was one of the first people terminated because they said I was going to be on unpaid admin leave. And I was like, no, you're going to pay me. And in writing and all the stuff. And they did end up paying me. Yeah, of course. They paid me all of it. (laughs) Um, And um, so I was like, cool, I'm going to open up my own cash-based practice then. And I didn't even necessarily know what that meant. But my wife, who was a retired PT because she left the field from being um, burnt out, maintained her license. But for six years, she had been out. She looked at me and was like, I support you, but I want no part in this. And she's like, have fun. And I was like, okay, I'm going to do this. (laughs) So went out. For the first two weeks i would have given my projections from those two weeks i probably would have made less than 800 dollars. but luckily i found aaron from god's path basically and or he found me from his marketing who knows yeah and i joined one of his courses the second week i was in business and within two weeks after that by doing what he told me to do which was very uncomfortable selling packages like a deer in the headlights i felt like we made seventy four hundred dollars that first month and then he was like you should join my mastermind afterwards and i'm like Sure. No problem. That'd be stupid not to Yeah, joined his mastermind, cleared over 200 K the first year and then continued to scale. And I think now we, we open up our brick and mortar location in six months and I built the dream PT job for myself. I'm like, I'm making more money than a home health PT. Um, I can like take time off if I want to and totally. go places. I can pay for whatever con ed courses I want. Like, you know, this is the life. And I'm like, and I ha- I'm making home health money with a home health caseload. I'm like, you know what? I can't just have this on my own. I got to share it. So now as the clinic becomes more fully automated, I have a vision that's more national to give every outpatient physical therapist the opportunity to make home health money with a home health caseload in outpatient because I feel that outpatient deserves to be paid like that and home health, they kind of don't. Yeah. Like, dude, your story is.
0: Is probably like most people's story, like they're just fed up with, you know, the current model that they're in, they're being burnt out and they just they're they're looking for that change. Right. They're looking to make that leap. And you actually made the leap because you took action. And it's like I think that's the biggest thing that most people have a hard time with, you know, and I don't think people really understand either to clear 200 K in your first year is pretty amazing. You know? Um, I mean, I know a lot of cash-based practices that start out and they, they're not doing that. I mean, it's, they'd be lucky to hit six figures, you know? So for you to do that, I mean, you not only put in the work, but you did the right work. And I know, um, having a coach is, is part of that, that success, you know? And I know we talked about this and I know i talked about this with Chris too, but like it's, uh, every coach needs a coach, you know, and it's so important. And I think people don't see the value and how quick you can accelerate not only your personal growth, but your professional growth, you know, and it's, it, it definitely needs to be more of a thing. Um, and people need to be able to see the value there so that they can actually do the right things and not waste time. Right. Cause we all know practices that have been in business for years that are still not where they should be. And I think that's the main reason why they're just holding themselves back.
1: Yeah. You know, cause it was like, what well, we did in six months it took Aaron five years because sure. it's like he already yeah. made the mistakes he had the wins and lessons it took him a long time to get a coach Bedros yeah and then so basically he taught me everything and I also wanted to break the record too you know so I wanted to break his record of most revenue earned, so I really pushed you did that yeah I broke Good his record you. of coaching clients and like because I was like well it's been done the mile you know the mile's been broken under four minutes Heck well yeah. then let's uh let's see how far we can push it and but what I like to say is like we took five years and turned it into six months. And when I tell people paid $20,000 for the program, like, you know, they look at me like I'm crazy and I'm like, my I'm like, $20,000 for five years. Shit. I pay hundreds of thousands of dollars to shave five years off that I can have I can spend with my family and my friends like you guys. thousand
0: percent. Think about all the money that you've lost over those five years. Yes. It's more than 20,000. I can tell you that much. Yes. That's wild. So that's, I love the story, man. That's so cool. So, you're, you're running your practice now. You're working with Aaron. Is there, what's your vision for
1: advanced PT and wellness for like the next say three to five years? Great question. And yeah, I'm working with Aaron. I'm actually coaching for Aaron for free. Like I just do it. I do a call for him once a month and just to add value to give back. Um, Currently I'm in another mastermind while I'm in Greg Todd's inner circle, smart success, healthcare. He's got three tiers. So he's got his regular mastermind. He's got an invite only, um, I think they got to be, I forgot what the, what it is, but they got to be clearing over 300 K or something like that in order to be there because it costs 50 K a year. And he's got his golden ticket. He only lets three people in there and it costs hundred K a year. So my goal and our goal, cause my wife joined in after six months when she saw the impact it had on the patient's life, she's, yeah. like, she's like, I want in on this now. And I'm like, <laughs> okay, cool. Um, so our, our vision, um, is to, um, like Greg Todd said, what he told Kelly, what Kelly did, Kelly Louie, is become a unicorn, grow a seven-figure practice, get it fully automated, and then get into coaching. And like I said, since I want to give every outpatient physical therapist the ability to make home health money with a home health caseload, I'm not going to do that from just advanced physical therapy and wellness. So I'm going to do PT launch. I'm not even going to Need to change Alex Ramosi's name. I love I'm it. I'm going to do PT launch and we're going to go two people, build out the systems with them and then allow them to start, start launching or relaunching their cash practice because no one else in the space has a go to you, do it with you That's model. Right. It's That's all right. coaching and Remote. teaching, mm-hmm. which is great. Yep. That worked for me, but not everyone wants that. That's right. Uh, a
0: lot of people like the one-on-one. They like the in-person stuff too, you know, and uh, I think it, it creates more accountability, but it also creates that like, like you said, it's like step-by-step guidance that, you know, you get little bits and pieces being through the masterminds because I've been mastermind as well. And, um, y- you, feel like you're, you're kind of missing something, you know what I mean? And it's not for everybody. Like you said, you know, I think that's a cool model. I think that's great. Yeah. I'm, I'm excited to see where that goes. All right, Chris on to you, my friend. So I obviously <laughs> I just met you recently, but, uh, Owen's been talking a lot about you and, you know, you've been doing some great things and, um, you're a chiropractor in New Jersey and, um, you've got a lot of things going on. I mean, yeah, you get your, your, your successful practice, but then you also do a lot of, um, technique-based work that you're trying to promote as well. So, um, tell me a little bit about your practice first, like kind of how you, you got started there. I'd also like to hear a little bit about, um, you working with Bedros and what made you make that decision to want to work with Bedros. Cause yeah. I mean, that's a, that's a big jump, right? Like this. And you, you did that a while ago, right? Uh, last August oh, okay. was okay, I started ah, with right. but I also did the project in
2: 2009. That's, That's right. It. Okay. Yeah.
0: yeah. So I know it's been a few years since you've kind of been like in his circle, kind of working with him. So I'd like to hear a little bit more about how that worked for you and what the reasoning was for you to do that and like what your goal was. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I love it. Um, as far as the practice goes, I started in 2010. Okay. So 13 years. Yeah. I graduated and pretty much just started my own practice and I did cash right off the start. Yes. Um, I just... It's interesting to me hear, hearing some of the conversation around like systems and structure because I don't spend like any time thinking about it. It's, yeah. it's just been a thing that we've been doing. So I remember it was $45 a visit um, for 15, uh, 15 minute visits. And I had treated a bunch of different CrossFit gym owners. And my whole my whole purpose was I just want to show them the value we can deliver. Yeah. And then I had three of them invite me into their spaces. And then one of them was referring me a ton of people. And I just asked her, I was like, do you want me to start my practice here? And she was like, that'd be great. And so that's how I started. And then within a year I got to around like 70 patients a week. And then I started, um, stair stepping up, although I went up to like $65 a visit and I was there for like five years. I started a CrossFit gym from 2012 and I failed massively in 2017. Um, and so then in 2000, 2015 ish, um, I was really annoyed at my skill set and my delivery of results. So as far as my mentor, Dr. Brady from um, Newburyport, Massachusetts, um, I saw somebody who started in 2012 surpass my skill set in 2015. So that really pissed me off and it made me really angry. Um, So around 2016, 17, I remember making a decision that um, I was going to train as much as I physically possibly could train on an adhesion release or his system was integrative diagnosis or manual adhesion release as possible. So I spent over $100,000 that year. And then I was going up to Newberryport twice a month. So 24 times in a year. And then within a year of that, I went from $65 a visit to $85 a visit. And then I went to a $2,500 case fee upfront. And then now we're at a $3,600 case fee for 16 treatments and 15 minute visits. So that's our, our structure of how we do things. And it's all based on um, we treat chronic pain sufferers. So, sure. do, do we qualify them? Have you had pain more than six months? Have you seen at least three doctors or therapists? Then you qualify to see us. Um, and it's all based on our social media presence, referrals, and um, just people—they're struggling with answers. I don't like. Um, there are three thousand chiropractors in New Jersey. There are eight thousand physical therapists, and I just didn't. I struggle with depression, so I never yeah. want to play the game that like. I might as well not exist if I'm going to be another chiropractor or PT. Like, so the adhesion route and the chronic pain really speaks to me. Um, But as far as Bedros with coaching, I've always been a fan of coaching and investing. Um, I truly be Jay Ferugia yesterday I was talking yeah. about the sabotage. Yes. And I was like, that's fucking brilliant. Cause am I allowed to curse? Yes. That was brilliant because I th- I think the the ultimate question that I'll talk to people now that I'm coaching people with this technique is do you, how quickly do you want to achieve your goal? Yes. And then they can tell me how quickly or not. And then I'm saying, okay, if you want to get this goal as quickly as possible, you need somebody it doesn't have to be me. You need somebody to get here. And then if they have an incongruency, then just call it out and be like, you're fucking lying to yourself because you're saying you want to go fast, but then you're not going to get support. Do you see how this isn't working? All of the best athletes in the entire world. I've been listening to Kobe Bryant a lot um, with Tim Grover. It's just that everybody has their coaches who bring them where they have to go. And Pedro, since I did the project in 2019, what I love about him is... That guy calls my shit out. I love it. Dude. Just a couple of weeks ago, he was like, you're a liar. You're, you're selfish. <laughs> Your kids are going to have to, and I was like, damn, be, and you're right. Because, and I appreciate that type of yes. accountability because without that, I will be slippery and avoid doing the things that I have to do. So he's been integral from doing the project four years ago and with coaching in the last year to say, Chris, you said you want this you have a family and patients and staff who are depending on you and now you have to fucking do it or stop stop lying
0: to yourself that's right and that is integral that's awesome I, yeah and i really do i mean not i know not everybody responds well to that type of feedback but i mean i do and i i know you do too owen yeah. and um honestly i think that you know I, I know everybody's a little bit different right but i think if you're not ready for it those are the people that actually need it more the people that aren't right. Like, so if, if you know that you're self-sabotaging self-sabot- yourself and you can't take the feedback, I feel like that's something that you have to work on yourself. Like you're convincing yourself, you know, that, you know, you, you may not need this help or you may not need to do this or X, Y, Z, but it's like, at the end of the day, you know, you need somebody to call you out on your shit. Like, um, I met Bedros through my coach, who was Ali Gilbert, and she's been my coach for about a year and a half in terms of like my programming and my nutrition and all that. And she has no problem calling out my shit. And that was the reason why I hired her as a coach, you know, uh, and I love it, you know, and I feel like when your coach is a little bit too lax on you, it gives you the leeway to get away with things. Right. And then you're back to self-sabotaging yourself, you know, because you've convinced yourself that, you know, it's not the right time or it's like. You know, it's never the right time to do anything. But I think that that's that's a great point that, you know, I really think that when you're looking at a coach to bring you to that next level, you need to find somebody that's going to keep you accountable and call you on your shit, you know? And if you can't take the shit that's being called on you, then that's something you have to work on. You're just not ready for the coach, you know, Um, unfortunately. But uh, yeah, I think that's what definitely separates people, you know, especially when you're talking about like, people that are going to take advantage of that feedback and go for success and people that aren't, and then just stay where they are, you know? Um, yeah, that's, that's a great point. I, I, that was that was a good talk with Jay. Yeah. I enjoyed that a lot. And I, I love Bedros's message just across the board. You know, um, I definitely gravitate more towards that type of, of, uh, of style anyways, you know? So you've got your, Massage. I'm sorry, not massage. You've got your um myofa- is it myofascial technique, or is it kind of like a scar? Can, can you explain that a little bit? Sure. Adhe- so
2: adhesion adhesion yeah. release methods. Release, yes, I tried to keep it as simple and like direct and straightforward as possible. Sure. So Dr. Brady used to teach for active release technique. Okay. Up through like 2006. Yes. Okay. And what he noticed, uh, I love Dr. Leahy. He started ART, but he noticed that Dr. Leahy was packing hundreds of doctors into these seminars and it was about like these seminars and certifying doctors and dr brady was noticing things like i remember um long that he was teaching longest lay he was teaching longest coli you come lateral to scm and you go you push scm out of the way to go to longest longs coli in the front of the spine and bill's like and he's like trying to do stuff and this is not possible Yeah, yeah (laughs) so dr brady saw a bunch of different spots like that in art and he said you know what? I see an opportunity here. I want to take the top 5% of ART providers and I want to make them the best in the world. It was through more training, more, diag- especially more diagnosing, sure. um, respecting adhesion respecting when somebody does not have adhesion and saying, fixing people you can fix and pointing people in the other direction of people you can't. So integrative diagnosis was doing that from 2008 to 2020. And then Dr. Brady retired in 2020. So, um, It's adhesion work, Uh, and I I use that term precisely because a lot of times people will say I've had active release technique, I've had myofascial release. It's not the same. And then so providers who have done ART and then they get training with me or they've had training with Dr. Lytle in St. Louis or Dr. Brady, they just... As soon as they do the training they're like it's very different it's much more precise as far as how you feel tissue and just really respecting the i call it bat sonar like the 3d imagery of the muscular structures the nerves or tendons in the body and then being able to feel adhesion there are certain principles that you have to respect in order to see if there's adhesion a problem there and then once instructors learn or doctors or therapists learn how to feel that adhesion then they could start respecting the principles and practicing in practice more diligently um, and then holding themselves accountable to the principles and not breaking them. So it's, it's not myofascial release. It's, and it's, it's, I've realized we're just
0: talking about this. So like yes. most doctors
2: and therapists, they would, might be listening to this yeah. and be like, okay, so it's myofascial release. Cool. <laughs> right. that's,
0: well. That's why I wanted you to explain it because I wasn't familiar with the technique either. Yeah. So that's, I think more people need to know that there are other techniques out there because maybe this technique is more appropriate for this person or that person or whatever, right? Like to have all these tools in the tool bag, you know, is, is always helpful, you know? Um, and I had never heard that term before, so I, I wanted to know a little bit more about it. And I, I don't want to confuse the two because there's that. obviously a difference, right? I appreciate it very much. In, you know, in respect for, for what you do, too. So um, I, I think that the one common thing that we can agree on is that if you're going to do coaching, it's going to cost money, right? Like you're spending hundreds of thousands. dollars you're spending a hundred thousand dollars. I spent hundred thousand dollars. Like people need to understand that it's going to cost money. Is there any advice that you can give people? I mean, we all understand the value, right? But <clears throat> a lot of times <clears throat> it's hard for people to see the value, right? It's hard for people to say, Oh, I don't know if I can afford that. Or I don't know if I like, you know, when Beatrice was like, yeah, it's going to cost a hundred thousand dollars this year. Or, you know, Greg Todd was like, yeah, it's going to cost 50 K this year. Like, what was the deciding factor for you to be like, you know, I probably could put that money elsewhere, which is what most people do, whether it's like in their own pocket or buy more equipment that they don't need or buy, you know, more courses that they don't need to take that they've already taken five times or whatever. Right. So like what what is the deciding factor that would push somebody to say, this is what I need to do and I'm OK with spending the money?
1: Well, I'll tell my story about Greg Todd this last year yeah, um, in, well this past June. Um, so I was, I'm already in Aaron's mastermind and it's technically not kind of re up till November. And, um, basically he invited, he invited me to SHC live and I told him I couldn't go. And he was like, was like, no, Owen, like you got to be here. I just got to get you in front of the people. Like he wants to blow me up. And he was like, whatever it takes to get you there. If you can just come out for a day, if you got to do, I know you got to lead your team, build momentum. You got to do that as a leader. But even if you just come out for one day, I got to get you in front of people. I said, okay. And I made it happen. I took a red eye out, which I don't take red eyes. Yeah. And, um, and I was on the plane and I was like, I was like, I know Greg's going to sell something. I'm not buying anything from Greg. I'm not buying anything from Greg. I was like, I'm going to work with Greg in November. And that's going to be that because, Um, I didn't even know about the inner circle being 50 K. I was like, I knew him was going to be in his mastermind, which is, you know, 20 or 30 K. And I was like, I was like, yeah, because Greg has what I want, um, which is, um, he's had multiple clinics as well as he's got an amazing coaching program and he also prioritizes family, which that's one thing that's been missing. Even Bedros doesn't talk about his family says not sexy. And, uh, um, you know, even though he's married and has kids. But I want someone that prioritizes that because I want to prioritize that. So it has what you want. Um, but it was not easy spending the 50K. Like it was a little bit easier, you know, spending like 20K with Aaron because I was able to put that on one credit card, one zero balance credit card. <laughs> yeah. I didn't realize it when I when I went there and I was like, no, I got to do this now because his high ticket closer, Anthony Rich, he's a great guy. He can sell you your own stuff. Like seriously, he basically said there's three rules of like masterminds and joining them and why you do it one does a leader or mentor have what what you want or has someone in this program that currently has what you want two are they actively doing it yes and then three therefore can they collapse time and since aaron was able to collapse five years into six months um and i kind of grew to like the the big kid in the room i was like well ben Bag said you got to find a new room so i found a new room And I was like, I was in the room when he had this special breakfast, invite only, his little golden tickets. Yeah, cool, cool little thing. And he was like, he was like, it's going to be 50K. And he didn't even have to sell it that hard because he already knew that most of us in there knew the value of coaching. And I was like, cool, I got to go figure some stuff out. Can't commit to this right now because I need to go talk to my business partner, a.k.a. my wife. And the first thing she was, was like, I, I took a picture. I kind of started planting the seed because our friends, Kyle Womack and Jen Womack, um, they, uh, they were up on stage. I took a picture of them. I was like, they joined Greg Todd's inner circle, not the mastermind, the inner circle. And first thing, Jen texts back, she's like, oh, that's great. How much does that cost? And I was like, okay, we'll yeah. talk about that later. Yeah. And then, so I waited till we, I got back home to tell her about it. And then she was like, she was like, okay, yeah, I get it. We're going to do it. How are we going to do it? How are we going to get the money? Because it's supposed to be gut wrenching. If yes. you're putting in a big investment, it's supposed to be gut wrenching and hard. And like I said, Aaron's was actually easy. But this, I I, I looked at my credit cards balances, and there were the max was twenty k. And I was like, "Well, oh, shit." I thought I was just gonna put it on one credit card, like I've done with Aaron's Mastermind the past two years, and pay it off throughout the year because it always pays you back. And I was like, "Oh, shit." We it took us almost like it took us like a half day. For me and her both working on the computers, trying to find new credit cards, a strategy so that we weren't going to be applying for two in a row and then getting denied from the second one, because that's happened to me before in the past, even though I have no credit card debt. Um, except for what I pay off on the zero balance credit card for coaches throughout the year. So I was like, we had to like order these convenience checks from one. I had to apply for another one, which I only got a $10,000 balance. I'm like, fuck. Okay, that's not enough. I've got 20000 from <laughs> these convenience checks, zero balance. We got a 10000 that's 30 k Okay, where are we going to get the 20 k Well, okay, we got up until this point to pay off the balance. Okay, well, then we're going we're gonna to ride it out. Until like uh, like a couple weeks before, and then we're gonna apply for this next one, and then like halfway through, I think, and then we're gonna if we need to apply for this next one. But luckily, the the other one gave us 20k, and so yes. we're like, sweet, we got our 50k, and we could pay for it. But that was hard. Yeah, that was. I think hard.
0: that's a good story to hear because you know not everybody has 50k laying around. Just say. Here you go. Right. Like, how do people actually make this jump? Like, and I know people are are always going to say, oh, but it's dead and I want to go into debt. But I firmly believe there's good debt and bad debt. And, you know, when you can go into debt to I mean, that's no different than, you know, getting student loans to get a college education, you know? Yeah. I mean, I know some people will say, you know, pros and cons about that as well. But. Um, at the end of the day, like you're going into debt so that you can make more. You know what I mean? I think I think it's totally worth it. You know, because um, not everybody has the ability just to throw that down like that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and it's even better. Yeah, totally. It's
1: like that 50k or the 20k for Aaron. It's like my PT program cost me 60k. 60k. Yeah. And do you think I made that back in a year? That 60k? No. Yeah every other one of these coaching programs, I have paid it off that year throughout the year. So it's like, and I think I talked about a PT BizCon, like the cost of a small vision. And like the the return on investment from my student loans um, was like less than 5%. But then the, the, the return on investment I got from coaching is 3,350. So every dollar that I spend into coaching into myself, I get a $33.50 return. It's like going to the casino and betting one of the high bets and winning every single time. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think yeah, you brought up a good point.
0: Like I actually just had this conversation with a PT student that we just had and, um, you know, they're, they're going to PT school and, you know, I asked them why, like, what's, what's the reason why they're going? Cause I hope it's not about the money because the return on the investment for that education is not what it used to be. You know, these colleges nowadays are 60, 65, $70,000 a year for an undergraduate education. That's like a one-year salary coming out of PT school, like,
1: and not even because you got to pay and not, taxes, and
0: not even, you know what I mean. So um, the return is not there, and I think that people are just getting, they're they're kind of getting looped into the idea that they are just privileged enough to make six figures coming out of school, and how many like you know hiring new PTs, they come out and they just they demand you know six figures, and I want four weeks vacation, and I want all the holiday pay, and it's like. I get it's a generational thing i understand but you're only going to get paid what the market says you're worth you know what i mean and that's the insurance driven world right um but when we're not taking insurance and it's in our own world then we make our own market right so uh i think that a lot of people need to understand why they're going into the profession and and what they can do to best you know not only help themselves but help the the most amount of people they can right because you know, you get out of school and you're just gonna go work for this big ass company and yeah, maybe the Bennies are okay, but the pay is shit. And you're when you actually think about it and you think about all the patients that you're seeing and all the hours that you're working and you actually do the math, the hourly pay you could probably make more money working at the local grocery store.
1: Well the crazy thing is I did the math and in California the minimum wage i think it's like 18 dollars an hour 16 dollars an hour yeah the average pt that's getting out of school is making 70k a year in outpatient yep when you do the math that's that's less than double minimum wage you see what i'm saying like, yeah what eight years of slaving away to make double minimum wage and work harder too yep
0: yep yeah it's nuts it's nuts um i mean it's even like my front desk staff I mean, I pay all my employees very well, but like my front desk staff will make more than entry level PTs coming out because they're worth it. You know what oh, I mean? Yeah. I love and, that. And, uh, you know, it's, it's one of those things where it's, it's amazing because like you don't have to. I, I feel like there's just this, you know, stigma around, oh, well, I have my doctorate, so I'm worth this much. It's like when you come out of school, you're worth nothing. You're worth nothing you know what I mean? yeah, negative (laughs) money, you know what I mean? So, um, but it's, it is, it's great to hear everybody's story and, and how they've, you know, gotten to where they are and, and, you know, make, make, make it, make PT what you want to make it. Right. You know, I mean, it's, that's what I always tell people now. It's just like, you know, PT is anything you want to make it chiropractor is anything you want to make it, you know, like I was talking with Owen earlier and a lot of the chiropractors that I deal with in my area, very much like yourself, like it's, the, the model has shifted so much now where it's not like, you know, manipulate this, manipulate that. It's, you know, soft tissue work. It's exercise and do like it, they, there's everybody's seeing the value and we're almost becoming like under one umbrella, almost like PTs or chiros are like kind of the same thing. You know what I mean? All depending on their specialty. You know what I mean? So yeah. um, I love the fact that that's the way it's going. And I always tell people now it's like even in chiropractor or PT, it's like, if you're going to a physical therapist or a chiropractor and you're just getting physical therapy or chiropractic, it's not enough anymore. You know what I mean? I, I really feel that we need to be the quote unquote primary care providers for our patients, because how many times do we see patients? Like how many, how many, how many hours do we see patients? Like how many times a week do we see patients? Like how many months do we see patients? Right? Like how many times they see their primary care, you know, very little, if any, you know, and The amount of times that I'm able to help somebody, whether it's with like their nutrition or their sleep or like optimizing their life in some other way, besides just treating their shoulder pain or their knee pain, you know, it, it really is just a trickle effect and just makes that whole health approach just that much better. You know what I mean? So I really feel like if you are not doing that and you're just doing quote unquote physical therapy or chiropractic or massage or whatever it is, you know, I feel like you're doing a disservice to your patient, you know? Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, we're talking about,
2: like, structure and how governments control people totally. and all that shit. Because I, I did a post uh, a few weeks ago on Instagram that got a pretty good, like, five times the amount of traction that my normal posts do. And I was talking about, they were talking about masks coming out in September yeah. in, for COVID um, in New Jersey. And I was, like, uh, telling a story about how someone was telling me this on my, cor- my shoulder, and I was like, What's going on? This is bullshit. When is Joe Biden going to go on TV and just be like, yo, the virus, is, this flu is coming and you need to eat your vegetables and you need to go get sunlight, you right. need to exercise. And so I appreciate what you were sharing is that somebody in people's lives needs to stand for their health. And that means telling them things that most doctors aren't going to be telling them because the whole system is... I don't want to say it's rigged, but I mean, most medical doctors subconsciously are not just going to talk about vegetables and the sun and stress and they're not going to do it. So for PTs or chiros or just somebody in,
0: somebody in their lives in the healthcare system has to stand up for doing what's right by their health. Yep. Agreed. Agreed. And I feel it doesn't get enough attention for sure. And I, you say it's not rigged, but I, I mean, I'm not a conspiracy by any <laughs> means. I, I firmly believe it is. Fair enough. You know, I really do. I think so, too. And I I think it's, you know, it, it creates a dependency. And I feel like the more dependent we can be, I mean, Beto talks about this all the time. I like think the more dependent that we can be on the government, that's what they want. You know what I mean? They want us to be dependent on medications. They don't want us to know about all these other benefits. And like you said, it, and this goes along with everything, you know, if you're doing something different, whether it's you're going against the grain, you're bastardized, you know, like Physical therapy that doesn't take insurance is bastardized. Chiropractic doesn't take insurance is bastardized. Like, you know, if you're saying, oh, all you need is sunlight and not this medication or we can get, like that's bastardized. You know what I mean? Because it's like and I I used to blame the doctors and I used to say, oh, dude, there's they're so corrupt, blah, blah, blah. But I honestly think they're just that much more uneducated about what is act because they've been so in this model of like the medical system that that's the only way they know how to treat people, whether it's through surgery or medication. They don't know any other way. You it's know a what I mean? It is, it is. And you like, I mean, you saw the whole thing, like everybody getting, you know, their licenses taken away or threatened because they were, you know, going against, you know, what everybody else was saying with the COVID vaccine and everything else. I mean, that's just crazy, you know? Um, But yeah, it's, I, I really do. I, I agree with you. I, I think that, you know, there needs to be, that person in their lives. And I've, I've seen the change like firsthand and it, it not only differentiates you as a healthcare provider, but also your business. So like, if somebody's listening to this and like, oh, well, how can I be different in the community? That's a good way, you know, um, make it less about the physical therapy and more about like the whole health and how everything just kind of works together. Still do your physical therapy, still do your chiropractic, make people better. But how else can you optimize like what you're already doing in the clinic?
2: Yeah. You know what I mean? And I think on a more spiritual level that this really is a battle of consciousness. Totally. Um, I was speaking to a dear friend of mine who has a lot of the same beliefs that I do. He lives in Belgium um, and all this COVID stuff came out and he was talking to me. I, re- I saw him recently and he was talking to me about like the vaccine and the flu and all the shit he's seeing and how crazy it is and all that stuff. Um. And then he was telling me how he's like, Chris, I saw you speaking up on your social media and uh, I see your comments and people are like, fuck you, Chris, like all this (laughs) other shit. And um, when all that stuff happened during COVID, uh, I didn't tell anybody. I didn't even tell people personally what my beliefs were or anything. And um, what I was thinking is you're a fucking coward. Yes. Because he's looking out for himself and he's scared of what's going to happen to him. But you're letting shit happened to other people that you might be able to, to change where they're going with that. And that really fucked with me. Um, and I realized that all my life I've had this, um, risk tolerance towards like doing what's right yeah. and putting myself in harm's way. But I believe that if we really care about people and our patients, it means being willing to risk that we might lose patients, might lose money, or I might even get in trouble from somebody by standing up for what's right. Um, I sometimes I market that we host psychedelic ceremonies sure. Yeah, <laughs> and these ceremonies have changed my life. They changed my partner's life. Yes. And there is obvious risk because they're still schedule one drugs. Um, and I will share how it's helped my depression, but I feel like I can't hold that shit inside because... It may, I've seen it change hundreds of people's lives in New Jersey for people that need that help or support. So um, I, th- I think this can go to a much higher level of finding our truth and speaking that and trusting that there is a higher power that's guiding us
0: and protecting us when, like Bedra said, we're, we're sharing our radiance with yes. the world. Yes, and I think that a lot of people, um, whether they're chiropractors or PTs, I feel like they've a lot of this stuff is outside of the scope of their practice, but it's really not, you know what I mean? Um, it's, it, and a lot of this stuff too is like, you, you may have a resource for somebody too. I talk about that all the time. It's like um, like working with Ali over the last year and a half um, and, you know, being involved with, you know, like optimizing my health and all that other stuff. Like I, I now, a lot of my patients, I have them get lab work done if there's like other things going on that I think might might be addressed. Now I'm not the doctor, that takes over that care, but I certainly have a resource of people that I work with um, that can help them in that area, whether they need it or not, you know? So, and I've, I've seen that change people's lives like crazy, you know, and I feel that that, it's like, you know, people think that, that we're like overstepping or anything like that. But it's like nobody else is doing it for them. You know, I go to my primary care and it's like, I don't get any lab work done. It's like, I don't know what's going on with my, and I had this one guy come in and I, I use him as like my poster guy. Like he was coming in super unmotivated, you know, had all this shoulder pain, like his training was suffering, like everything was suffering, his, his marriage and all this other stuff. We did labs. This guy had the lowest T I've ever seen. You know what I mean? So testosterone. So um, I referred him over to, um, the re- a resource that I have, uh, that he's now involved with TRT and this dude, like over the last six months has changed, not only his whole entire life, like his shoulders, amazing. He feels a hundred percent. He doesn't even need to see me anymore, but he still does. Cause like, we have that trust built in now, right? Like he wants to make sure that everything's going well. And, you know, it's more of like a quote unquote maintenance program. Um, but. Everything has changed for him, like not only his pain, but his life, you know, and when you can have an effect on somebody like that, you're like, this is cool. Like, it's not just physical therapy, you know what I mean? So I don't know. I mean, I think that's the direction that that everything kind of needs to go in. And and that's what differentiates us. And that's what gives us the ability to do that outside of the restrictions of, you know, insurance and all that other bullshit, because we have the time now to spend with these patients and kind of dive in deeper with them versus, well, I only got 30 minutes, so yeah, I don't really have enough time for that. So, you know what I mean? Like my other patient's waiting in the waiting room. You know what I mean? It's bullshit. So, um, no, I love the fact that that's what you guys are all doing. I think it's I think it's cool, you know, and I'm glad to be a part of it for sure. Cool.
1: Awesome. Is there anything you guys
0: want to rip on? Anything else you guys want to rip on? Is there anything you want to mention, yeah. Owen?
1: Yeah. So, I'll mention Chris. Uh, how how I met Chris was uh, he added me on Instagram, and I'm – and. And I added him back and then he messaged me as probably his VA. And um <laughs> and I actually stole that and I started using it and sending it to people that were <laughs> adding me. I I literally use his exact words because it got me to respond <laughs> back so it gets other people to respond That's back. On. Now my VA does it. Um but I saw that Pedros coolian was liking his stuff and and I was yeah. like, I was like, I was like, why is Bader's Coolian liking this guy's stuff? So I sent a message, said, Hey, how do you know Bader's cool? And then his, his assistant said, Hey, this is his assistant. And he went to the project and he's coached under him and stuff like that. And I was like, I was like, okay, cool. So that like made me tune in a little bit more. All this guy's being coached. So I'm going to pay a little bit more attention to what he's talking about. And then, um, and I noticed that he did the adhesion release method it, at first. I was like, I was like, Oh, it's like adhesion release technique. He's not even going to change the name. He's just like, he's, he's, he's just taking ART and just selling it. Yeah. I was like, I was like <laughs> does he, does he, he want to get sued? And then I started noticing that it was different and he has people flying all throughout the world to see him yeah, like, from France so cool. and stuff like that. And I was like, Hey, uh, you know, I want to get on this. So he was going to be at, at, do his half day with Bedros. Um, and I figured when he was going to be in town, and it said, Hey man, well, you know, how we do this? Like, if you're able to come out a little bit early, like I'd love you to train my staff on this and then do one of his accelerator courses just for my staff. And then if anyone else wants to run, it was like last minute, but there was a lot of people that were like, Oh, I in this. I want in this. No one actually showed up. We, we had like a week, we couldn't really market it. And so I, I really want to do it at our clinic in the future, like actually market it correctly. But He trained our staff and myself and literally like the palpation skills are the most important part about it. And like, I've never been able to palpate nerves before. Like I can feel the nerves. I can feel the entrapment of the nerves. A lot of the chronic pain is coming from the entrapment of the nerve. The muscles are guarding and trying to protect the nerve. That's why they're tightened up and it's kind of creating this feedback loop. But anyways, I describe it as like kind of like peeling open an orange, And all that tissue like in between is like the adhesion. Like it literally is a sniper rifle effect because you literally have to feel it with no motor, no motor input or output. You have to have like a dummy hand and you have to kind of press along to where you can actually feel it. And that is, that is like one of the skills that you really need to have. That And it is literally a sniper rifle approach. Before I was using ART, but I was using ART, people would be like, well, it came back within 30 minutes to an hour. So then I started having to use like instrument assisted top tissue mobilization, cups, and ART. I was having to combine all this stuff to get lasting results when I could just do it with this one method. Yeah. And so we use it as a tool and it's got great, great test retest. So it's great for cash PTs because it gets the buy-in from the patient to where we can actually afford to you know charge them what it is worth so that we can get the results that they want and not only that but just like they're flying out all over the world to see him they're flying out like we had a guy from guadalajara mexico flat to see us they're driving in from la to san diego to see us um because it is unique and it does work and i wanted to share a little bit more about it but i'm drawing a blank so maybe i'll maybe i'll (laughs) let let chris rip on it a little bit a little bit more i mean yeah thank you for your kind words owen um it,
2: I'm I'm not sure what else to say. It's yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean it's fun to be able to have. We do have patients like drive or fly in all the time, um, and the 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 most fun part for me is you're asking about. Oh, and they answered, why, why, how did it feel, or why did you sign up for coaching? And um, I was talking to a chiropractic friend a couple of weeks ago, a dear friend of mine, and he was saying he had ten weeks of low back pain. It was getting better. Then he saw Dr. Todd from Health Source in All River in Massachusetts, who does ARM adhesion release methods, and he treated one pass in his femoral nerve and all of his low back pain away. And Mark was like, "What the fuck." What just happened? And he's like, Chris, you're on to something. He's like, but I gotta tell you, I'm like making such good money. I'm making like two hundred thousand dollars a month or a year as an associate, and it's it's so good. But he said, I go to sleep at night, and I'm like, am I really helping people? That is my worst nightmare. I would rather die than know I'm leaving shit on the table and not doing everything in my power to fucking help people. And the the reason why is because um, I've talked to Owen about some of his stuff and I'm curious about your story, but I have some serious struggles with depression, suicidal ideation. And I remember being 15 years old and on my hands and knees in my bedroom and there are holes punched in the walls and fuck you, Chris, I wish you were dead written all over the walls. My dad didn't know I was depressed. He told me three years ago, I didn't know you were depressed as a kid. I'm like, dad, you're fucking emotionally stunted but um and (laughs) i remember being like sobbing on the ground and wishing that somebody could help me yeah i remember wishing that somebody could like somebody can help me. And so I just imagine these people in chronic pain or these people with emotional issues who need psychedelics. And if if I don't say something or do something that they are going to continue suffering the way that I was. So I think like everything that I do and all the me hiring Bedros is me trying to help myself as a 15 year old kid when I wanted to kill myself. Um, and I will not go to sleep at night with really good money and saying, Am I really helping people? I'd rather
0: fucking die. Yes. And I'd rather my sons know that I chose to die instead of living that life. So I tell people too, like, so I, everybody, a lot of people that are listening to this know my story. Like I was full insurance based when I first started my practice and then I transitioned to cash. And if I wanted to just make money, I would just take insurance. I was making a shit ton of money with insurance, tons, like in my third year. I was almost about to break seven figures in three years. And I had five physical therapists on staff. They were all being burnt out. Like we were just running the fucking, you know, you know, business like every day, like, you know, seven to seven, like we were just jamming. We were crushing it. Right. And I just felt like I wasn't helping people like I could help people. I felt like I was jipping people. You know what I mean? And for me, exactly like you said, like it was, it was starting to bother me. Like it was, you know. My staff, I could start seeing them like they were starting to get a little bit like, you know, uh, I use the word unhealthy, but I could see that they were getting burnt out. They could, I could see that they were getting run down. I could see that the drive was kind of like not quite there. And that's not what I wanted. Like when I opened up my own practice, I wanted to make it uh, make a better solution for people. And I feel like I was just doing the same thing that everybody else is fucking doing. You know what I mean? And could I have made a great living? Yeah, I'd probably be making even more money now. But I decided that what was more important for me and what could help me sleep at night is how can I best help my community? Well, I need to spend more time with my patients. Well, that means I need to see less patients. Well, that also means I need to not take insurance because I can't be restricted with things that I can and can't do, you know, because I get paid for this, but not for that. You know what I mean? So like I wanted to be able to make my own decisions and play my own game, not play their game. You know what I mean? So um, I totally relate with you on that level, you know, and on, in regard to the coaching aspect, like as physical therapists or chiropractors, like we are in essence coaches, like, and for you to say that I don't need a coach and you're a physical therapist, you are the biggest fucking hypocrite in the world because you're a coach and your patients come to you because they need a coach. You're their coach, but who's your fucking coach? You don't have one. You're a hypocrite. You know what I mean? So I I firmly believe that that's, that's everybody needs a coach, you know? It doesn't have to be Bedros Coolian, right? It doesn't have to be like Aaron Lapower. Like it could be anybody. You need to find the coach that works the best for you, but you need somebody to help guide you. You know what I mean? And we can't see our blind spots. Thousand percent, man. And that was the huge change in my business. And personally, like I have a coach for everything. You know what I mean? I probably have four total coaches right now. Me too. And they all help me in different areas. You know what I mean? And it's funny, I was actually just having a conversation with the last like two or three conferences I've been to, um, like almost everybody has like a relationship Do you have a relationship coach?
1: Um, I do not currently have a relationship coach, but that is on the list because I think I have four current coaches, though, but not a relationship coach yet. It's funny because I was at lunch with like four other PTs.
0: And they were all. Do you have one? Couples therapist. Couples therapist. That's what I'm talking about. So (laughs) I was sitting at the table, right, and they were talking about it, and I was the only one at the table that didn't have one. And I'm like, "Wow, that's really fucked up." And I didn't think about it because one of the therapists at the table was like, "Well, you have a coach for your business. You have a coach for your, you know, your training and your nutrition. You have a coach for your, you know, um, your your other like coaching business that you're coaching. It's like, but you don't have a coach for your like." For your relationship. I'm like, that's a really good point. Like, I don't have a coach for that. And I probably should. You know what I mean? Um, like nobody has the best marriage or the best like relationship, right? But like, how can my relationship be better? Like, I want my business to be better, I want my physique to be better, but like I don't care about my relationship. I guess I guess that's what it says. So I'm like, man, I gotta look into this. That's pretty messed up. Since like everybody that I talk to, like you two are now included, it's like everybody has one and I don't have one. And I feel like that's an area that I could improve on, you know what I mean? So like you said, can't see your blind spots, you know? Um, so I just wanted to bring that up because I think it's, it's super important that, you know, a coach just doesn't have to be like, uh, you know, an advisor for just like your business, but there's coaches for everything, you know? And I feel like we, we underutilize that. And Yeah. It's a, it's a great, great point. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. But like I got
1: a handstand coach. Yeah, that's right. You were just saying that. I mean, that's, that's niche down. Like that's wild. That's so cool. Okay. I'm going to do one more thing about you both. So yours is about the coaching about how great what you're going to be launching. But I remember what I was going to talk about, Chris. So adhesion release method is great for not only cash-based PTs, we got that test retest, but it's great for insurance-based PTs too, because he does what he does in 15 minutes. And when I was an insurance-based PT, I only had about 10 to 15 minutes with the patient. So if he can get the results 10, 15 minutes, sure. They can do their exercise with the aid so they they can build their insurance or whatever. And then they can go to sleep at night and know, knowing that they're actually making patients better with the 15 minutes. Now we're, we're, we're different. We use it as a tool and I still like doing therapeutic. I still like doing exercise neuromuscular reeducation. So we spend an hour with our patients. I'm not sure if that's ever going to change. But so it's great. Like I said, for pretty much everyone, chiropractors too, obviously, because we're, we're one, we're manual therapists. That's what we do. We get patients better and that's what we want. So I wanted to mention that. And then for you and your coaching stuff, and so if you're an insurance based practice owner and you're, you know, exactly like like Chad was describing here, I would recommend you talk to Chad because in all the coaching programs that I've been in, then all the business coaching programs, there's people that have insurance based practices that struggle. They some of them eventually make it. But like there's a girl two and a half years into to one of my mastermind programs. And I was talking about my highest revenue month, 57K, her highest revenue month and over like 15, 20 years is 42K. And she was trying to tell someone in there to take work comp. And I was just like, no, this is the reason why we don't take work comp. I've done this in less than two years and have more revenue than you do. And my PTs aren't burnt out and I'm not burnt out. Um, so what Chad is doing essentially is he knows exactly what it feels like to, well, I, I don't know if I can cut Medicare because that's my bread and butter. It keeps, keeps the lights on. And somebody, you know, like Aaron, he's never taken insurance. He doesn't, he doesn't necessarily know like what to say to that. I mean, he can give a textbook answer and that does help some people in the mastermind group as a whole help each other with the mindset shifts and stuff. But just talking to Megan Stinson and she didn't transition. She shut it down because she had a stroke because it killed her. And then she reopened. She didn't transition. So she she doesn't even necessarily know how to necessarily cut the low-hanging fruit off, switch the mindset of, okay, um, you're no longer going to be having the same referrals anymore and you just have to change your mindset that the referral sources are going to be coming from a different, completely different area. So, literally, Chad can help with that and he can collapse time because he has what you want. He's actively doing it and then, therefore, he can collapse time. He's got all the three things. And I really wish that some of the other um, group leaders and stuff that think they can help everyone really would actually just send him a referral and say, Oh, you take insurance and you want to transition? Well, go to Chad. Because he knows what it feels like and he can collapse time faster. I may be able to help you, but I can't help you like he can help you. Sure. So you guys Thank got you, to man, I to
0: appreciate him. that. I yeah. appreciate that. Yeah, that's like my biggest thing right now is like all the, the fakeness out there and, and all the people out there that are and and my advice too for people that are and I just had this conversation with a PT yesterday here at this conference is um, do your homework because there's so many people out there like coaching is like a big thing right now. Like everybody wants to be a coach, which is great. You know, I think we do need coaches. Right. But there's a lot of people out there that are, are, it's unrealistic. You know what I mean? Where they're saying, let me help you, you know, grow your practice to blah, blah, blah. Right. Where it's like, there's no credibility behind what this person is saying. They literally probably had a business that didn't survive. So they shut it down. They're like, I'm just going to be a coach. You know what I mean? Um, they're not actively doing it. You know, I think like you said, like Greg, you know, Aaron, like, um, you know, you, Chris, like you guys all have practices that you guys are currently growing still and working in. And then you're also doing these other coaching programs to also help people. Like your credibility is your business that you've already built. And a lot of these people out here not only don't have the business, but ne- probably never even had the business. You know what I mean? And it's like you're you're. You're asking somebody's advice that, like you said, hasn't been there, you know? And I think that people need to do their homework and find those people that are not only have done it, but are still currently doing it. You know what I mean? And, uh, I think that that speaks volumes to me, you know, and that's, that's what attracts me to a coach. See, I want to see what you've done. Show me that you're still doing it and show me how you're doing it. I want to know, you know, um, like you said, it just fast, it, 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 it just speeds everything up and, and, you know, takes learn from my mistakes. You know what I mean? Cause it took me three years to transition away from insurance. I can do it for you in a year. You know what I mean? So why waste two extra years dealing with that bullshit when you don't have to, you know, there's just so many things that you run into that you can totally avoid if you know the steps up front, you know? So no, this was a good rip. I had a great time. Um, so, uh, I will put in the show notes, I'll put every, everything, um, Along with your practice and what you're doing, as well as you, Chris, with the AR with the uh, the adhesion release um, technique, right? Method, method. Sorry, yeah. too my close. Too close. Oh my god! Oh my god! It's active, release. active A-R-M release. ARM ARM. Just think arm, because you yes. got some big arms. Yes. yes. So you know, just I'll think put, arm. I will put all that in the show notes so that people can look more into that for sure, um, and I I will too as well. Um, so no, thanks you guys for being on the podcast, and, and get to enjoy day two of the BK Live event now. Cool. Thanks for having me. Thanks, us, man. guys. Hell yeah, man. Thank you for joining us in the rack this week. Make sure to subscribe so you don't miss out on any future episodes. You can also find us online at ProFormPTMA.com or on social media at ProFormPTMA. And remember, if you
1: train inside the rack, you better be thinking outside the rack.